Welcome back, everyone, to the Mavs Outsider Broadcast, or podcast, not broadcast, uh, with your host, Dustin. Doing my post-game pod for the Mavs win against the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, this was a interesting game, and uh, we'll get into that right now. So the, uh, the Mavs went into this game pretty much uh, healthy. Um, Maxi sat out the game. Um, I kind of figured he would because of the uh, the charge he took in the game prior. Um, you know, not not coming back in the second half of that Detroit game. So I figured Maxi would miss the game, which you know is fine. I, I think he needs a break, anyways. Um, I was happy to see Porzingis play. Now Porzingis did get injured uh, in the I believe third quarter. Um, sometime he, and I've seen this happen before where it looks like your toe kind of gets stuck and your body keeps going and you twist your ankle and, you know, I was looking at it, looking it up this morning, um, like on Twitter or whatever to see if I could find anything. And I did see where, you know, they had said he left the arena yesterday, just normal there was no crutches or anything so I'm hoping he's fine I would not be surprised if he sat out on Saturday um you know the Mavs even though they could use the win on Saturday maybe it's something where Maxi plays and Porzingis doesn't you know uh Maxi getting not only yesterday off but today a chance to uh heal so I'm hoping um, to get at least Maxi back for the the next game, but as far as this game is concerned, um, I thought it was a uh, it was a good team performance. I thought there were a lot of contributors to this win. Obviously, you know, Luca had thirty points and nine rebounds, eight assists. He had three steals. Um, he also had five turnovers, which, you know, can be frustrating. I, sometimes I feel like he tries to overpass, and I wish he would just shoot sometimes. You know, sometimes I feel like he has the open layup, and he should just do it. But he, I know he wants to get his teammates involved, and I get that. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you have a layup, just take the layup. And sometimes I feel like he passes out of that. Now, he did shoot 11 free throws, which was great. Um, he made nine, which is obviously a really good. I mean, it's 81%, but, you know, I'll take nine of 11 because uh, that's a lot of free throws, and his free throw shooting hasn't been exactly great. Um, I thought the officiating in the second half was awful. I thought the first half was fine. I know some of the people were saying Lakers fans were complaining about the free throw disparity, but I I didn't feel like, I just felt like the officiating in the first half was fine, and I didn't understand the problem in the second half on why the officials decided to try and swing the game. I felt like, and you know, I'm obviously I I think officiating's poor in this in the NBA, and I feel like they don't train their officials; they just kind of throw them out there and just say go go blow your whistle, but. I, it was almost as if at halftime came along and the officials got a phone call uh, from the league saying, hey, make this game closer. And the officiating to start the second half was awful. You know, Richardson was fouled on that screen. And 
there were several where it was just like, what what are we watching? You know, and it's like it's almost as if the league was trying to make the game closer, and it was very frustrating to watch because there was some very obvious calls or no calls for that matter. So, I was glad the Mavericks overcame that. Um, Porzingis did end the game with 19 points. He was their second leading scorer. Um, one thing I found intriguing about this game is he scored 19 points and he only took one three-pointer, and he made it. Um, he did have six rebounds. He only played 28 minutes, uh, obviously, because he, you know, he had gotten injured. But it was really good to see that he only took one three-pointer. Um, you know, they don't, they don't have to take a ton of threes. And the, and even this game, like, the Mavs took 24 three-pointers and the Lakers took 30, you know, and the Mavs scored more points. And I wish they could see that, you know. And the Mavs' three-point percentage was better than the, the Lakers. You know, they made 9 of 24. But they scored more points than the Lakers and shot fewer three-pointers. And I, I just feel like they have the ability to do that, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith took three three-pointers and made two of them, you know, he scored 10 points, he had a good game, um, I did think it was a disaster of a decision to put Dorian Finney-Smith on Anthony Davis, I, I just don't understand that, and I've said that several for several pods, you know, because I see Dorian Finney-Smith cover covering Julius Randle, which is a disaster, I see him covering Kawhi Leonard, which is a disaster. And I know I'm bringing up good players who are going to score anyways, but Dorian Finney-Smith is too small to cover those guys. And watching him trying to cover those guys was incredibly annoying. And, you know, I want to see Dorian Finney-Smith cover Dennis Schroeder. You know, I don't want to see him covering Anthony Davis. So I did like... Sometimes they played Willie Cauley-Stein and Porzingis at the same time. Cauley-Stein had 31 minutes, which is by far the most I remember him playing as a Maverick. And I thought he was great. Um, obviously, he'll have a little mistake here, a little mistake there. He took a three-pointer, which I didn't understand, but whatever. Um, he had 11 points. He had eight rebounds. He had three offensive rebounds. I thought he played... A really good game and I just I feel like he needs more minutes and I'm hoping because of this game he gets more minutes um, Josh Richardson I thought also had a good game he was only one for three on his three so he only took three of them and he had 13 points um, he was five for 11 overall and I, I think Richardson's one of the guys who tends to take fewer three-pointers, um, which is good. Like I said, I, I get annoyed with the chunking. You know, like Tim Hardaway, he was one for four. He just, he did not have it last night. Tim Hardaway, to me, hurt their team more than he helped them. And it's games like this where I would like to see Josh Green get a chance. And I know Carlisle hates rookies. He really hates them. I, I feel like Mavs should just pass on drafting every year because what's it matter? They're not going to play the guys. So 
I just felt like that was a game Josh Green could have come in and give you, given you something more than Hardaway because he's a better defender than Hardaway. And it was, it was frustrating watching Hardaway miss, missing those shots. He missed a lot of shots. Um, Dwight Powell had one of his better games. You know, he's had 10 points, and he, he only had two rebounds. You're, your starting center can't have two rebounds. I'm sorry. I know he was up against Drummond. And, you know, the Mavericks kind of got pounded on the glass, and I knew they would. Drummond would dominate the rebounding, and he did. But Dwight Powell's inability to rebound is very frustrating because if he's going to be your starting center, he can't have two rebounds. Your starting center's got to have more than two rebounds. Your starting point guard can't lead your team in rebounds, and I know Luka's a special player, but your starting point guard can't lead your team in rebounds. That's just how it has to be. It can't be that. Like, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein getting eight was really good, you know. He still had fewer than Luka. You know, he played five less minutes. If you know he gets five more minutes, maybe he does get that extra one or two rebounds. So seeing Dwight Powell, you know, and there was a few times where passes were made to Powell and he just, it's like, there was ones where I remember seeing he, he got the ball and he had a chance to get a layup and he just threw the ball in the air. He lost it and just for me it's like don't pass it to Dwight Powell unless he's in the air and the ball is above the rim. You know, Luca does really well to you know, the pick and roll with the alley oop, so that's to me the only time I want to see Powell get passes. Um Jalen Brunson, he he had a he was playing a good game. I, I thought at the end of the game Brunson should have been in as opposed to Hardaway Jr. Hardaway Jr.'s shooting was awful. Um, Brunson wasn't exactly shooting great, but he was still shooting better than Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway shot twenty percent total. You know Brunson was shot it at forty two percent. He Brunson should have been out there towards the end, and I think towards the very end he did come in. But I thought Brunson had a good game. He had five assists. He had four rebounds. You know, he should have played more than 20 minutes. Um, J.J. Redick, I thought, played a good game. His second half, it seemed like his second half, he looked more comfortable as a Maverick than he ever had. I thought, you know, he's still trying to find his place in the offense. And I thought the second half of the game last night, he really kind of found his spot in the offense, and which was good to see because, you know, Reddick, I think, is going to be an important player coming down the stretch. Um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, his minutes get a little bumped up to, you know, closer to 15. You know, maybe you take away from Hardaway. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know. Maybe you could lower... Dorian Finney-Smith's minutes a bit. He's he's got a, he plays a ton of minutes, but uh, overall though, I you know this this was a good team game. This was you know there were six players that scored in double figures, um, but you know the coach only used a, a nine man rotation, which again you know kind of frustrates me because I do think there are other guys on the bench that can contribute. You know I thought this was a this would have been a good game for Melly. Um, I would have rather seen Melly guard Anthony Davis over Dorian Finney-Smith. 
Um, not that Melly's this great defender, but at least Melly has size. Dorian Finney-Smith does not have size. And when a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith is covering Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis just backs him down. And you're just kind of... You just have to deal with it. You know, I know they doubled him a lot, and the Lakers missed a lot of open shots. They did miss a lot of open threes. Um, but, you know, Kyle Kuzma didn't make one. Um, Markeith Morris was 0 for 5. You know, that Taylor Horton Tucker, who some people say is a, a Mavs target this offseason, um, he really didn't have that great of a game. But... Um, Ben McLemore was interesting. I thought the Mavs could have picked him. I'd rather have Ben McLemore over uh, Trey Burke. I thought the Mavericks missed on that one. If he, I didn't know he was available to be picked up. If I'd have known that, I would have been sending tweets to Mark Cuban every day to sign him. You know, let Trey Burke go. But uh, overall, like I said, this was a really good win. This was a really good team win. Um, now the Mavs play the Lakers again on Saturday. Uh, they do get, you know, a day off in between. They get today off um, as far as not playing. I don't, I don't know about the practice schedule. But, you know, the Mavs do play them tomorrow evening on a nationally televised game. I, I don't think LeBron's going to play, and I assume Anthony Davis will play more minutes than he did tonight. Um, I think they had said he was only going to play 15. He played 16. So that's really close. I figure his minutes will go up to at least 20 in tomorrow night's game. So, you know, it, like I said, it would be nice to see a guy like Melly in there, at least a bigger body, trying to cover Davis. Um, hopefully Maxi can play. Um, I assume Porzingis probably won't play. And... Uh, hopefully, you know, they can get another another win. Um, you know, like they, they kept saying in the broadcast last night, and they kept saying it over and over again, the Mavs do have a really bad home record. Now, They it's above 500 now, but their road record is better than their home record, which, you know, can be, is kind of a good news, bad news type situation. Obviously, you want to be better at home, but, you know, if the Mavs make the playoffs... All their games are going to be on the road. All their, all their, uh, all of their uh, series are going to be on the road. You know that they will not have home court advantage. So that might be a good thing that they're playing the majority of the games on the road. So we'll see if that you know works out. Now they do, they did tie Portland for that sixth spot, and because Dallas just could not beat Portland, Portland does hold the tiebreaker. Um, now, tonight's games that may or may not affect the Mavericks are uh, is a, a two really big ones, I guess. One really big one, and it's Portland does play Memphis. You know, this is one of those... You need both teams to lose type situations, but uh, I guess at this point you're rooting for Memphis to beat Portland. I, you know, I, I don't know. I actually might watch this game. You know, having league pass, uh, I might watch this game. 
I wanted to see I want to see how Memphis plays with you know Jaron Jackson Jr. It'll be a second game back. Hopefully, you know I guess we do want Memphis to win, even though Memphis is right on Mavs' heels. Um, I guess you want the team above Dallas to lose more than the team behind them. Um, the other game is the Nuggets Warriors. Uh, now the Warriors are creeping up on you know Dallas. Uh, Steph has been playing really well. Uh, that's one of the reasons. I I think the Nuggets will take care of business in this game. I do think the Nuggets are a superior team. I know Steph can go off at any time, but I think after Steph Curry, you've got a lot of just guys, and I think the Nuggets with the way you know Jokic and uh, Michael Porter Jr. are playing, I just think they'll be too much. Now, I could be wrong, and Steph could go out and score 50, and which is fine, and they can win. You know, they beat Philly the other night, so... But I do think Nuggets are a superior team. Um, I don't think I don't know what the injury reports for the uh, the Blazers and the Grizzlies would be. I don't know if any of those uh, guys are out. I assume both teams are pretty much healthy, and then there might be one or two guys out. But you know, I think Lillard and McCollum are there along with Nurkic, and you know, now that uh, Jaron Jackson's back. Uh, I saw the other night I watched Memphis play and I saw Justice Winslow back, you know, so that's, you know, he was at one point a future all-star in this league, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes when I say that, you know, he had somewhat of a future, but he just can't stay healthy. He looks like, um, he kind of looks like he put on a little bit of weight while he'd been um, out with injury. You know, he's one of those guys who might need to lose 20 pounds so he doesn't get re-injured but who knows that's a different team I don't keep up with you know Memphis that much but I do like watching Memphis play I, I'm actually a really big fan of uh, John Morant um, you know when I remember you know when he came into this league I guess it was last year was his rookie year I you know I wasn't really sure what kind of uh, what kind of player he was going to be you know he, he he's kind of you know he's not really tall but you know he's tall and kind of lanky for a point guard I guess he's probably 6'2", 6'3", but I thought his rookie year was fantastic I uh, I think they're one of the better coach teams in this league I, I think they have a fantastic coach you know had the pandemic not happened Grizzlies would have made the playoffs last year um, they were in the driver's seat they were playing well um, I thought the bubble um, some teams, some teams did good in the bubble. Some teams didn't. Um, it was just a crapshoot at that point. Uh, you know, the Blazers were able to sneak in there, and you know they they did that eight nine play in game that ultimately was the demise of Memphis. But I, I think they're obviously a better team this year. Um, hopefully, Jackson can can you know. Make an impact. I would like to see Memphis in the playoffs. Um, if it were up to me, you know, I, I know a lot of people want to see Golden State take that eighth playoff spot. I personally would like to see Memphis. Um, I, I like watching Memphis. I think they're a talented team. I like watching young, talented teams. And I, I think they're, like I said, I think they have one of the better coaches in this league. And a team that young 
to have that much success, I think, is kind of overlooked. Um, if they were in the Eastern Conference, you know, a team like Memphis would probably be the number four team, and people would talk about them. But since they're in the West, you know, they hang around at eight at nine because you know they're young, and so we'll see how that game goes tonight with Portland. Hopefully, Memphis can pull it out. Like I said, I'm gonna try and watch that game. Uh, at 9 o'clock. It's a late start, but uh, I watch as much as I can. Um, other things going around. Uh, the Spurs won last night. You know, they played Detroit. They moved to 500. And when you look at the standings, uh, you know, they're, they jumped above Golden State again. You know, them and Golden State are flopping spots. And that basically... That determines who, I think it's the home court game for the play-in. You know, Dallas would play Memphis. Uh, if it started today, Dallas would play Memphis in Dallas, and San Antonio would play Golden State in San Antonio. And then the winner, of the obviously Dallas-Memphis, gets the seventh spot, and then the loser of the Dallas-Memphis would play the winner of the Spurs and Golden State Warriors. And I assume that would be a home court advent, a home court game for the you know seven eight team, whichever team won, like Dallas or Memphis. I assume they would get that home game in the second play in game. So, um, you know, I, I I thought the play in thing was dumb. I know they were trying to create revenue, and I know um, other like all the owners voted for it including Cuban who then came out and said he didn't like it which I thought was stupid because I didn't know why he thought they were going to be any better um they didn't improve their team while everybody else did I didn't know why they thought they'd be better as a matter of fact I thought they were lucky to even have seventh um once I saw you know these other teams improve at the trade deadline and you know, the Clippers, they improved at the trade deadline. The Nuggets improved at the trade deadline. You know, the Jazz improved in the offseason. The Suns improved in the offseason. Portland just got healthy more than anything. I I thought their Gary Trent trade was kind of dumb. Um, I always liked Gary Trent uh, Jr., so I thought that was kind of a dumb trade. But, you know, it's done. But, uh, yeah, the Mavs really need Memphis to win. And they can jump in. If Memphis somehow gets the win tonight, Mavericks can be in that sixth spot. Now, they have to keep playing well, and they have to keep winning. You know, their next game is against the Lakers. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, that Saturday night, they can get the win. There's there's several games on Saturday that, um, like the Bucks and the Sixers play, and uh, that's pretty much the only other, you know, the Bulls and the Heat play, but, uh, you know, the Bulls have really fallen off. That that trade just, I feel like that trade made them worse. I, you know, I don't know if the coach knows how to play Vujicic and Levine together. I don't. I feel like with that trade, they should have been a better team, but they're not. One guy I think they were dumb to give up was Daniel Gafford. To me, that was kind of dumb. 
you know, he's playing well in Washington. And, you know, I, I don't know what they got back. I think they got Mo Wagner back, in which they traded for Daniel Tice. So I thought that all that whole thing was kind of a dumb trade. I thought Daniel Gafford was a fantastic player, and I've said it before. I wish he was on the Mavs. So, um, other than that, I, uh, I think I'm going to end it right there. You know, uh, doing back-to-back pods, I'd kind of, kind of run out of stuff to talk about. But, uh, you know, the Mavs play Saturday night, so I will try and put together a pod on Sunday, um, which I probably will do. I mean, I'll probably put together a pod together on Sunday and talk about the Mavs uh, game against the Lakers and, you know, talk about some of the games that happen tonight and tomorrow night and see, you know, where in the standings the Mavs sit on Sunday. Because, you know, with some of these games, there will be some jockeying. But uh, other than that, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs Outsider. And if you could rate and review the podcast. And um, other than that, we'll see you later.